Okay, so uh, again on the heels of the the Will Smith, Chris Rock debacle. <laughs> uh, so uh, Wednesday I was talking a little bit about fitness and you know back extensions, and on this episode here today we're gonna flip it. You know, we're gonna go next episode, we're gonna flip it, and go a complete 180, and go back into the uh, the mind. We're gonna talk about thoughts and feelings and all that other stuff that doesn't really pertain to your physical body. <laughs> So uh, today, yeah, this is uh, going to be a, a deep one. I'm just going to warn you now, it's going to be a pretty deep one. So I was thinking about why we call, uh, like, why we need heroes and why stars are stars and why do we look up to people? And I was, like, really thinking about this this weekend, you know, because, like, a lot of people were talking about how they were disappointed in Will Smith and how they felt like Chris Rock shouldn't have did what he did or said what he said, whatever, you, you know, however you want to put it, uh, but... I look at it in a different sense. You know, I look at it uh, more of an, a, a way of like, why are people so upset about what someone else is doing? Especially if it doesn't really harm them or affect them directly in general. So let's start off, let's start off from the beginning. You know, I was thinking about this uh, in the sense of, you know, uh, stars, you know, why, why people our stars and why, you know, we have Hollywood stars and you have superstars and like, why are we, why are people stars? So I'm starting from the beginning here. I was thinking about how, you know, America and the Western, I guess the West, not necessarily America, but the West is founded on uh, uh, Judeo-Christian values. Now, I can't say that I can speak for, you know, what Judeo values or Judaistic, <laughs> Judaistic values or essentially, yeah. Yeah, I guess you could call it Judaistic values or Judaistic. Judaic, that's the word, Judaic values. Uh, you know, I can't really speak to that, but I can speak to Christian values because, you know, I grew up in a, I grew up in a church. We went to church like twice a week and um, we'd have all kinds of functions for the church. And then I went to like, you know, a Christian school. And, you know, I'm actually not like, you know, there's those people that went to those, you know, did the Catholic school and then they rebel and stuff. That's actually not me. You know, obviously there are some things that I don't agree with in the church and uh, organized religion in general. Uh, but there are some things that I think are very valid. There's some things that have stood the test of time and there's a reason, right? There's a, a reason why we have these values because we all agree that more or less these values function for our society. They make our society work. They make our society whole and, you know, prevents conflict for the most part, you know? I mean, it could be if you think about it, you know, there's 7.8, I don't even know, I guess it's about 7 point something billion people in the world. And if we didn't all have, if we didn't all somewhat share the same values or similar, similar values, we'd all, always be fighting, like all of us, we'd all be fighting at all times, you know, and obviously there are some conflicts, people uh, maybe have different values, you know, obviously, you know, with the Muslim and uh, Christian values, they kind of conflict. Well, they don't really conflict, but you know, the people that uphold them, uh, they, well, from what I've heard on you know various podcasts and what I've looked into, you know, by reading and doing a little research, I can't say that you know I've spent a lot of time. But what it seems like is not necessarily that these the values conflict. It's just that people have these different interpretations of the values, and sometimes those things conflict. So 
what I want to do is I want to talk about this movie that I saw a while back. Uh, I actually talked about this in a previous episode, but I want to talk about this again. And uh, we're gonna call. The, we're gonna talk about the movie Meet John Doe. Now, this movie was an interesting movie. It reminded me of. Uh, I don't know if you remember back in the Sarah Palin. Uh, was, was who was with Sarah Palin? I remember Sarah Palin. Uh, McCain. This is the Palin McCain uh, election. They had this guy named Joe the Plumber, and I don't know if you remember Joe the Plumber, but Joe the Plumber was this guy that was just essentially like your everyday guy, and he was this guy that they put it pretty much pulled up through the ranks to have be like the representative of the average guy, and so that's essentially what Meet John Doe was. It was this guy that was off the street. He was list- essentially lifted up by the people, uh, like kind of similar like Joe the Plumber. However, the people in power uh, tried to knock him down. And it made me think of like this story I, again. I reiterate that you know I grew up in a church and I have you know a lot of Christian values, and you know I'm not necessarily Christian so to speak, but you know the, the values are there. So you know there's a difference between religion or organized religions and beliefs and you know and values, right? You know a lot of people uh, mistaken values for uh, religious beliefs, but you know we all have values. Obviously, if you don't have values, then you don't know what to focus on uh, because it'd be all chaos, right? If you don't know what the value, if you don't know what to focus on, if you don't know where you're going and then it's gonna be all chaotic and you're gonna be going everywhere which means you're gonna be going nowhere because if you're not going anywhere you're going nowhere <laughs> or if you're going everywhere you're going nowhere so uh yeah uh, the, i i think of this one scripture i think it was from matthews uh, it was essentially uh, i don't know the whole thing but we all recognize it as the the meek shall inherit the earth and i remember when i f- first read that it didn't make sense and for a long time in my life it just didn't make sense i'm like why how is it the meek shall inherit the earth you know, I was like, when is this going to happen? There's a lot of people that have come and gone, and the meek have yet to inherit the earth. So I remember looking into this, you know, I remember like uh, back in the days when I first uh, looked that up, you know, it, it bothered me for a while. And, you know, when the internet came out, it just said, hey, you know, let's look this up on the old Google search. Uh, so that took me a little while, actually. I think I probably was looking to, looking into it for a couple of years, you know, like just looking into different things that uh you know, different translations and what it might really mean, because it just didn't make sense. The meek shall inherit the earth. If the fact is that over, you know, whenever the Bible was written, you know, let's say 2000 years ago or so, uh, you know, since then, we haven't really seen that come to fruition. We haven't seen that come to effect into effect. So I actually read a couple translations or a couple ways to interpret this. And one was to say that essentially the, the translation was incorrect. Essentially, like, what was said there was not really what was meant. So, like, you know, sometimes words over time can change their translation or change their, their meaning. I remember uh, when I was learning Spanish, uh, I remember a lot of words in Spanish were similar. Say, for instance, it was like maybe a colloquial word or maybe like a casual word, like... I'm trying to think of uh, a word that is, <laughs> I can't think off the top of my head, a word that would be similar to that. Oh, maybe, uh, uh, okay, I can't think of a word. <laughs> I tried to think of a word. But I remember, there, I remember there were words, though, that, like, that were regular, average, casual, colloquial words that everybody used that in, if you translate them, or even not even if you translate them, but if you look at the word, it looks like a derivative of like one of our quote-unquote fancier words. You know, those thesaurus words that you don't really use, but you know, like, you know, people that you try to use them to be smart. Like, I would, I'd look at the words and I'm like, oh, that looks like this word. And it actually would mean that word, but it would be like the you know, the colloquial version of him. It's like, wow, that's interesting that that word looks like a fancier version of this word. So, 
that could be the case. You know, that could be the case where uh, the interpretation might have been translated and just over years, just it, it, it lost its meaning as one thing and meant another thing. So the meek might have meant something else back in the day, but it could mean something else now. Uh, another thing that I read that actually I believed for a while until I looked into it again, I probably believe this for another year or so, that because the Bible was only the only thing that slaves were allowed to, uh, well, the Bible was the only thing that slave masters read to their slaves, if they read to their slaves. Uh, but that was the main literature for slave master uh, for those times. It was the Bible. And so the, the, uh, this theory essentially, or this hypothesis was essentially that uh, the slave masters used to read that book to the slaves uh, and interpret it as such. Uh, so the slaves would continue to be meek. So they would continue to be weak so that they would continue to serve their masters because it was the will of God, right? So that's kind of questionable, you know, it's like, <laughs> that doesn't sound right. And you would really hope that that's not the case. Now, here's another translation that I think is, is a little bit more valid. I think it would be a little bit more uh, pertinent to what we're talking about here. Meek can be translated in other ways. So that first theory might be a little bit more correct. Meek can be translated in, in other ways. And the sense that this particular hypothesis that I saw was that the meek don't necessarily mean the weak. Meek does not necessarily have to be synonymous with weak in this particular sense. Maybe, you know, again, like they translated to something different. But what we're looking at here is that the meek can actually mean the warrior. And the warrior would not necessarily be this warrior that's, you know, killing people and slaughtering people and they inherit the earth. But inst in instead, it would mean the warrior that, although is fierce, let's say that, let's say the warrior that is fierce, instead of you know, you know, assaulting or retaliating against his enemy, he would instead, or she, would instead sh keep his sword sheath. 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 <laughs> she did I don't know she <laughs> that's the best I could do with that word but anyways you get what I'm saying they would keep their sword uh, uh, tucked away while they were being attacked or while they you know while in or rather instead of taking instead of retaliating so that's a different story right that actually makes a lot of sense because the meek don't necessarily have to mean the weak people. They don't necessarily have to mean the people uh, that are warriors that are going to, you know, go out there and slap somebody for saying something incorrectly. But more so the people that refuse to retaliate, refuse to re assault somebody, and instead will find a little bit of themselves in that other person. So, I mean, you think about it, it's like... It's kind of like that eye for an eye thing, right? It's not necessarily that it's not necessary that you're going to take that the wrath for some uh, on someone, right? At least if you're going to take the wrath for someone or on someone, that wrath is going to have to be equal to what they gave to you, right? So that eye for an eye, and that's all an op open to interpretation. Right. So interpretation is a real predicament here because we talk about different types of uh, different values again, like different values and different ways to see the same thing. 
I, I take the, let's take this for example. Actually, I talked about this just the other day. Uh, the lion and the gazelle. Like, think about whose side you're actually on, right? If you're on the lion's side, you'll say, well, the lion needed to eat. And the gazelle was in his territory. So, just like we need to eat, nature needs to eat, animals need to eat, so it's okay. On the other side, you can say, well, the gazelle is really cute. You know, he doesn't deserve to get eaten because he's just trying to live his life. So it's all a matter of perspective, right? You can be on the lion's side or the gazelle side. But either way, the lion has to eat. And the gazelle is trying not to be eaten. <laughs> so that's essentially like what it looks like. So you, you think about that in a sense of like what you're, you know, what you're interested in, what your, what your interests are, and like what exactly are you trying to get from any interaction or just in your life in general. You think about why is it that in our lives we feel like we need heroes? Because we have these heroes, right? We have people like Michael Jordan. We have people that said they were disappointed in Will Smith because they felt like he was someone they looked up to. And we're going to get into that right now. Like, think about that. Like, what is this? This looking up to people. What is this that we were talking about when we say looking up to people? How does that even come to play? Like, how does that even a saying in our vernacular? How do we come to that point to where we say we look up to someone when we say we respect someone? Like, how are those two synonymous when they don't really mean the same thing? Essentially, looking up to someone is saying that, you know, that they're just taller than you, right? Just because someone's taller than you doesn't necessarily mean they have authority over you. However, if you think about back in the days, we, you know, obviously we're going back, going back to like the original language, right? Like I'm talking about the, I was talking about the Bible and how the meek inherited earth. And we're also talking about here, like, you know, our first iter utterances of, of English language or, you know, the language that uh, essentially became the English language. So you look at people wanting to emulate someone. That's essentially what it is. Uh, people want to emulate someone and that's how you get a hero but you think about it and it's like a star right like a star you look up to a star is something that guides you you know like back in the day people didn't have gps so what did they use they use stars to guide them so that's essentially how that that saying came to play is that like we thought of stars as things that guided us guided us and people that are stars are people that guide us, people that we want to emulate. So essentially having a hero is someone that you want to emulate, someone that's a star in your eye, someone that you look up to and that you want to guide or their actions guide your frame of reference. They essentially guide your behavior because you see someone that is that you look up to, someone that you respect, someone that other people respect, you would think to yourself, all right, that's someone I want to emulate, and those things that those characteristics that they have, I want to have. So that's how essentially you get the stars. That's how you get a star. That's how you get a hero. That's how you get someone that you are wanting to emulate. And I was, and I, I kind of alluded to this a little bit. How do we get away from these needing heroes, right? How do we get away from this? Because it feels like we all need heroes. Feels like we're all doing something to uh, get closer to that star and you think about it it's like you look up at these stars and all these stars they're they're different brightnesses you know like you know you have one star that might be a little brighter than another star and you know all stars aren't created equal 
And so you have this situation where you have people that are either stifling others or if, if instead of stifling others, they're doing as little as possible to get to the point that they want to be at. So they're either stifling others, right, or they're trying to uh, do as little as possible to get to the point that they, they, they want to be at. So, yeah, link the, yeah, I mean, that's essentially how all stars you know, are, you know, they, you know, they might, you have one star that might not be as bright as the other one because stars don't all shine, uh, shine the same. We don't, we don't all have the same shine. We all have potential. We all have potential to shine and glow or whatever, tw twinkle. <laughs> but at the end of the day, not all stars sh shine the same. So the problem is a lot of people want to be like another star. They, instead of being instead of being their own person shining in their own way they try to shine like someone else so again you have that hero issue where you have people that are looking to other people to guide their shine instead of like instead of looking at to their own potential as to what they can do for their shine and listen like if you think about it like these stars the one shine one star may shine you know, brighter than the other, but it's not necessarily, well, it is the case a lot of times, but it's not necessarily the case all the time that that star that is shining brightly is a bigger star or that star that shines uh, dimly is a smaller star or has less potential. It's essentially where you are in relation to that star, right? It's essentially the distance it is from us. So it may not even be the case that a star has less potential than another star. It's just a matter of who's looking at it, right? So again, it's all about perception. It's all about who's looking at that star. So one person may have the, you know, it may seem like they have a little bit of potential or not that much potential, but to another person, that star, that same star may have a ton of potential because they shine brightly. So again, that's another case for you doing your own thing. So what we're kind of, you know, wrapping this up with is that, you know, we all have the potential to shine. We all have the potential to be stars, so to speak. Maybe not a star to everybody, but a star to, you know, maybe just select people. Certain people can see that you shine a certain light in their lives. So at the end of the day, how do we get rid of heroes? How do we stop having heroes? How do we stop having these stars that we look up to? Well, you, the only way you can do that is you become a star yourself. And how you become a star yourself is instead of you know, trying, to, you're trying your best to block out someone's light or you know, stifle their light or trying your best to just get away with the, the minimal you know, shine or whatnot, is to look at your own faults. Look at the things in, in, in your life that are maybe not going as well as you'd like. You know, look at to your potential. Look at, what, look at what you can offer your own life. And go after that, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, listen, life is short, but it's long at the same time. So like whatever you're doing to get to your potential, like don't forget that you can do it every day. You may not get it done every day. You know, you may not get it done in a, a week. It may take you 20 years to get where you want to be. But at the end of the day, the, the point is that you, ha you have to think about your shine. Think about where you want to be in your life right now. Look to those stars, you know, that you have around you and emulate them. That's just essentially what human nature is like. You can't get away from that. We essentially try to emulate others that are that are that we you know, see as good members of the community. But at the same time, you know, you want to emulate that person, but don't take away their shine and don't try to do the minimal amount of what, you know, don't don't 
don't not live up to your potential is essentially what I'm trying to say here. Uh, because at the end of the day, if you're not living up to your potential, you're going to look to those stars and you're going to be jealous when they are living up to their potential. And you're going to be very sad when they're not living up to their potential. And that's it. That's really it. I mean, I get it. We're humans. We all are. We're social creatures and we look to others. But at the end of the day, if you're more concerned with your shine, if you're more concerned with your potential than the other people and what they're doing, no matter how disappointing it can be, no matter how uplifting it can be, it's going to be the same thing. It's going to be the same news. You're going to take the good news as much as as, the same way as you're going to take the bad news. And that's really how it goes. You know, that's uh, all I have to say about that is essentially... I want you to shine and I want you to shine to your full potential. I don't want you to look at other people and what they're doing and think about like, oh, I wish I was shining like that because you can't shine like another star. You are a star of your own volition. Your own, you're, you are you. You have your own potential. We don't know what that potential is. Uh, we can only hope that you reach that potential, whatever that is. But you're never going to le- reach that potential if all you're doing is trying to reach someone else's. All right, so that does it for my day. It does it for the week. It's Friday. It's a sunny day. Uh, it looks a little cold outside today, unfortunately, but I'm going to enjoy my life and have some fun. So I hope you're having a good one wherever you are. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you bought, if it brought you value, feel free to share it with someone else. Maybe it might bring them value. Leave a rating or review as well. You know, let me know how you feel about this or other episodes that are similar to this. And you know, maybe you can subscribe if you haven't already, so you can get updated and notified when the next episode comes out. All right, check you later. Again, thank you so much for listening, and as always, keep good company. Okay, so uh, again, on the heels of the the Will Smith, Chris Rock debacle. <laughs> uh, so uh, Wednesday, I was talking a little bit about fitness and you know back extensions, and on this episode here today, we're gonna flip it. You know, we're gonna go next episode, we're gonna flip it, and go a complete 180, and go back into the uh, the mind. We're gonna talk about thoughts and feelings and all that other stuff that doesn't really pertain to your physical body. <laughs> So uh, today, yeah, this is uh, going to be a, a deep one. I'm just going to warn you now; it's going to be a pretty deep one. So I was thinking about why we call, uh, like, why we need heroes and why stars are stars, and why do we look up to people? And I was like really thinking about this this weekend, you know, because like a lot of people were talking about how they were disappointed in Will Smith and how they felt like Chris Rock shouldn't have did what he did or said what he said, whatever you know, however you want to put it, uh, but. I look at it in a different sense. You know, I look at it uh, more of an, a, a way of like, why are people so upset about what someone else is doing? Especially if it doesn't really harm them or affect them directly in general. So let's start off, let's start off from the beginning. You know, I was thinking about this uh, in the sense of, you know, uh, stars, you know, why, why people 
our stars and why, you know, we have Hollywood stars and you have superstars and like, why are we, why are people stars? So I'm starting from the beginning here. I was thinking about how, you know, America and the Western, I guess the West, not necessarily America, but the West is founded on uh, uh, Judeo-Christian values. Now, I can't say that I can speak for, you know, what Judeo values or Judaistic, (laughs) Judaistic values. Essentially, yeah. Yeah, I guess you could call it Judaistic values or Judaistic. Judaic, that's the word, Judaic values. Uh, you know, I can't really speak to that, but I can speak to Christian values because, you know, I grew up in a, I grew up in a church. We went to church like twice a week and um, we have all kinds of functions for the church. And then I went to like, you know, a Christian school. And, you know, I'm actually not like, you know, there's those people that went to those, you know, did the Catholic school and then they rebel and stuff. That's actually not me. You know, obviously there are some things that I don't agree with in the church and uh, organized religion in general. Uh, but there are some things that I think are very valid. There's some things that have stood the test of time. And there's a reason, right? There's a, a reason why we have these values, because we all agree that more or less these values function for our society. They make our society work. They make our society whole and, you know, prevents conflict for the most part. You know, I mean, it could be if you think about it, you know, there's 7.8, I don't even know, I guess it's about 7 point something billion people in the world. And if we didn't all have, if we didn't all somewhat share the same values or similar, similar values, we'd all always be fighting, like all of us, we'd all be fighting at all times, you know, and obviously there are some conflicts, people uh, maybe have different values, you know, obviously, you know, with the Muslim and uh, Christian values, they kind of conflict. Well, they don't really conflict, but you know, the people that uphold them, uh, they, well, from what I've heard on you know various podcasts and what I've looked into, you know, by reading and doing a little research, I can't say that you know I've spent a lot of time. But what it seems like is not necessarily that these the values conflict. It's just that people have these different interpretations of the values, and sometimes those things conflict. So what I want to do is I want to talk about this movie that I saw a while back. Uh, I actually talked about this in a previous episode, but I want to talk about this again. And uh, we're gonna call. The, we're gonna talk about the movie Meet John Doe. Now, this movie was an interesting movie. It reminded me of. Uh, I don't know if you remember back in the Sarah Palin. Uh, was, was who was with Sarah Palin? I remember Sarah Palin. Uh, McCain. This is the Palin McCain uh, election. They had this guy named Joe the Plumber, and I don't know if you remember Joe the Plumber, but Joe the Plumber was this guy that was just essentially like your everyday guy, and he was this guy that they put it pretty much pulled up through the ranks to have be like the representative of the average guy. And so that's essentially what Meet John Doe was. It was this guy that was off the street. He was list, essentially lifted up by the people, uh, like kind of similar like Joe the Plumber. However, the people in power uh, tried to knock him down. And it made me think of like this story. I, again, I reiterate that you know I grew up in a church and I have you know a lot of Christian values. And you know I'm not necessarily Christian, so to speak, but you know the, the values are there. So you know there's a difference between religion or organized religions and beliefs and you know and values, right? You know a lot of people uh, mistaken values for uh, religious beliefs, but you know we all have values. Obviously, if you don't have values, then you don't know what to focus on. Uh, because it'd be all chaos, right? If you don't know what the value, if you don't know what to focus on, if you don't know where you're going, then it's going to be all chaotic and you're going to be going everywhere, which means you're going to be going nowhere. Because if you're not going anywhere, you're going nowhere. (laughs) Or if you're going everywhere, you're going nowhere. So, uh, yeah, uh, I I think of this one scripture, I think it was from Matthews. It was essentially, uh, I don't know the whole thing, but we all recognize it as the the meek shall inherit the earth. And I remember when I first read that, it didn't make sense. And for a long time in my life, it just didn't make sense. I'm like, how is it the meek shall inherit the earth? 
You know, it's like, when is this going to happen? There's a lot of people that have come and gone and the meek have yet to inherit the earth. So I remember looking into this, you know, I remember like uh, back in the days when I first uh, looked that up, you know, it, it bothered me for a while. And, you know, when the Internet came out, it just said, hey, you know, let's look this up on the old Google search. Uh, so that took me a little while. Actually, I think I probably was looking to looking into it for a couple of years, you know, like just looking into different things that, uh, you know, different translations and what it might really mean, because it just didn't make sense. The meek shall inherit the earth. If the fact is that over, you know, whenever the Bible is written, you know, let's say 2000 years ago or so, uh, you know, since then, we haven't really seen that come to fruition. We haven't seen that come to effect, into effect. So I actually read a, a couple translations or a couple ways to interpret this. And one was to say that essentially the, the translation was incorrect. Essentially, like what was said there was not really what was meant so like you know sometimes words over time can change their translation or change their their meaning i remember uh, when i was learning spanish uh, i remember a lot of words in spanish were similar say for instance it was like maybe a colloquial word or maybe like a casual word like i'm trying to think of uh, a word that is <laughs> i can't think off the top of my head a word that would be similar to that oh maybe uh uh okay i can't think of a word <laughs> i tried to think of a word but i remember there were, i remember there were words though that like that were regular average casual colloquial words that everybody used that in if you translate them or even not even if you translate them but if you look at the word it looks like a derivative of like one of our quote-unquote fancier words you know those the source words that you don't really use but you know like you know people that you try to use them to be smart like i would i'd look at the words and I'm like oh that looks like this word and it actually would mean that word but it would be like the you know the colloquial version of them it. it's like wow that's interesting that that word looks like a fancier version of this word so that could be the case you know that could be the case where uh, the interpretation might have been translated and just over years just it 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 lost its meaning as one thing and meant another thing so the meek might have meant something else back in the day but it could mean something else now uh, another thing that I read that actually I believed for a while until I looked into it again. I probably believed this for another year or so that because the Bible was only the only thing that slaves were allowed to, uh, well, the Bible was the only thing that slave masters read to their slaves, if they read to their slaves. Uh, but that was the main literature for slave master uh, for those times. You know, it was the Bible. And so, the the uh this theory essentially or this hypothesis was essentially that uh the slave masters used to read that book to the slaves uh and interpret it as such uh so the slaves would continue to be meek so they would continue to be weak so that they would continue to serve their masters because it was the will of god right so that's kind of questionable you know it's like <laughs> that doesn't sound right and you would really hope that that's not the case now, here's another translation that I think is, is a little bit more valid. I think it would be a little bit more uh, pertinent to what we're talking about here. Meek can be translated in other ways. So that first theory might be a little bit more correct. Meek can be translated in, in other ways. And the sense that this particular hypothesis that I saw was that the meek don't necessarily mean the weak. Meek does not necessarily have to be synonymous with weak in this particular sense. Maybe, you know, again, like they translated to something different. But what we're looking at here is that uh, 
the meat can actually mean the warrior. And the warrior would not necessarily be this warrior that's, you know, killing people and slaughtering people and they inherit the earth. But instead, it would mean the warrior that, although is fierce, let's say that, let's say the warrior that is fierce, instead of assaulting or retaliating against his enemy, he would instead, or she, would instead keep his sword sheathed. 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 (laughs) <laughs> she did i don't know she <laughs> that's the best i could do with that word but anyways you get what i'm saying they would keep their sword uh, uh tucked away while they were being attacked or while they you know while in or rather instead of taking instead of retaliating so that's a different story right that actually makes a lot of sense because the meek don't necessarily have to mean the weak people. They don't necessarily have to mean the people uh, that are warriors that are going to you know, go out there and slap somebody for saying something incorrectly. But more so the people that refuse to retaliate, refuse to re- assault somebody, and instead will find a little bit of themselves in that other person. So, I mean, you think about it, it's like... It's kind of like that eye for an eye thing, right? It's not necessarily that it's not necessary that you're going to take that the wrath for some uh, on someone, right? At least if you're going to take the wrath for someone or on someone, that wrath is going to have to be equal to what they gave to you, right? So that eye for an eye, and that's all an op- open to interpretation. Right. So interpretation is a real predicament here because we talk about different types of uh, different values again, like different values and different ways to see the same thing. I, I take the let's take this, for example. Actually, I talked about this just the other day. Uh, the lion and the gazelle. Like think about whose side you're actually on. Right. If you're on the lion's side, you'll say, well, the lion needed to eat and the gazelle was in his territory. So. Just like we need to eat, nature needs to eat, animals need to eat, so it's okay. On the other side, you can say, well, the gazelle is really cute. You know, he doesn't deserve to get eaten because he's just trying to live his life. So it's all a matter of perspective, right? You can be on the lion side or the gazelle side. But either way, the lion has to eat and the gazelle is trying not to be eaten. (laughs) So that's essentially like what it looks like. So you, you think about that in the sense of like, what you're, you know, what you're interested in, what your, what your interests are, and like, what exactly are you trying to get from any interaction, or just in your life in general? You think about why is it that in our lives we feel like we need heroes? Because we have these heroes, right? We have people like Michael Jordan. We have people that said they were disappointed in Will Smith because they felt like he was someone they looked up to, and. We're going to get into that right now. Like, think about that. Like, what is this? This looking up to people. What is this that we were talking about when we say looking up to people? How does that even come to play? Like, how does that even a saying in our vernacular? How do we come to that point to where we say we look up to someone when we say we respect someone? Like, how are those two synonymous when they don't really mean the same thing? Essentially, looking up to someone is saying that, you know, that they're just taller than you, right? Just because someone's taller than you doesn't necessarily mean they have authority over you. 
However, if you think about back in the days, we, you know, obviously we're going back, going back to like the original language, right? Like I'm talking about the, I was talking about the Bible and how the meek inherited earth. And we're also talking about here, like, you know, our first iter- utterances of, of English language or, you know, the language that uh, essentially became the English language. So you look at people wanting to emulate someone. That's essentially what it is. Uh, people want to emulate someone and that's how you get a hero but you think about it and it's like a star right like a star you look up to a star is something that guides you you know like back in the day people didn't have gps so what did they use they use stars to guide them so that's essentially how that that saying came to play is that like we thought of stars as things that guided us guided us and people that are stars are people that guide us, people that we want to emulate. So essentially having a hero is someone that you want to emulate, someone that's a star in your eye, someone that you look up to and that you want to guide or their actions guide your frame of reference. They essentially guide your behavior because you see someone that is that you look up to, someone that you respect, someone that other people respect, you would think to yourself, all right, that's someone I want to emulate, and those things that those characteristics that they have, I want to have. So that's how essentially you get the stars. That's how you get a star. That's how you get a hero. That's how you get someone that you are wanting to emulate. And I was, and I, I kind of alluded to this a little bit. How do we get away from these needing heroes, right? How do we get away from this? Because it feels like we all need heroes. Feels like we're all doing something to uh, get closer to that star and you think about it it's like you look up at these stars and all these stars they're they're different brightnesses you know like you know you have one star that might be a little brighter than another star and you know all stars aren't created equal and so you have this situation where you have people that are either stifling others or if, if instead of stifling others, they're doing as little as possible to get to the point that they want to be at. So they're either stifling others, right? Or they're trying to uh, do as little as possible to get to the point that they, they, they want to be at. So, yeah, link the, yeah, I mean, that's essentially how all stars you know, are, you know, they, you know, they might, you have one star that might not be as bright as the other one because stars don't all shine, uh, shine the same. We don't, we don't all have the same shine. We all have potential. We all have potential to shine and glow or whatever, tw- twinkle. <laughs> but at the end of the day, not all stars sh- shine the same. So the problem is a lot of people want to be like another star. They, instead of being instead of being their own person shining in their own way they try to shine like someone else so again you have that hero issue where you have people that are looking to other people to guide their shine instead of like instead of looking at to their own potential as to what they can do for their shine and listen like if you think about it like these stars the one shine one star may shine you know, brighter than the other, but it's not necessarily what well, is the case a lot of times, but it's not necessarily the case all the time that that star that is shining brightly is a bigger star or that star that shines uh, dimly is a smaller star or has less potential. It's essentially where you are in relation to that star, right? It's essentially the distance it is from us. 
So it may not even be the case that a star has less potential than another star. It's just a matter of who's looking at it, right? So again, it's all about perception. It's all about who's looking at that star. So one person may have the, you know, may seem like they have a little bit of potential or not that much potential, but to another person, that star, that same star may have a ton of potential because they shine brightly. So again, that's another case for you doing your own thing. So what we're kind of, you know, wrapping this up with is that, you know, we all have the potential to shine. We all have the potential to be stars, so to speak. Maybe not a star to everybody, but a star to, you know, maybe just select people. Certain people can see that you shine a certain light in their lives. So at the end of the day, how do we get rid of heroes? How do we stop having heroes? How do we stop having these stars that we look up to? Well, you, the only way you can do that is you become a star yourself. And how you become a star yourself is instead of you know, trying, to, you're trying your best to block out someone's light or you know, stifle their light or trying your best to just get away with the, the minimal you know, shine or whatnot, is to look at your own faults. Look at the things in, in, in your life that are maybe not going as well as you'd like. You know, look at to your potential. Look at, what, look at what you can offer your own life. And go after that, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, listen, life is short, but it's long at the same time. So like whatever you're doing to get to your potential, like don't forget that you can do it every day. You may not get it done every day. You know, you may not get it done in a, a week. It may take you 20 years to get where you want to be. But at the end of the day, the, the point is that you, ha- you have to think about your shine. Think about where you want to be in your life right now. Look to those stars, you know, that you have around you and emulate them. That's just essentially what human nature is like. You can't get away from that. We essentially try to emulate others that are that are that we you know, see as good members of the community. But at the same time, you know, you want to emulate that person, but don't take away their shine and don't try to do the minimal amount of what, you know, don't don't. Don't not live up to your potential is essentially what I'm trying to say here, uh, because at the end of the day, if you're not living up to your potential, you're going to look to those stars and you're going to be jealous when they are living up to their potential. And you're going to be very sad when they're not living up to their potential. And that's it. That's really it. I mean, I get it. We're humans. We all are. We're social creatures and we look to others. But at the end of the day, if you're more concerned with your shine, if you're more concerned with your potential than the other people and what they're doing, no matter how disappointing it can be, no matter how uplifting it can be, it's going to be the same thing. It's going to be the same news. You're going to take the good news as much as as, the same way as you're going to take the bad news. And that's really how it goes. You know, that's uh, all I have to say about that is essentially... I want you to shine and I want you to shine to your full potential. I don't want you to look at other people and what they're doing and think about like, oh, I wish I was shining like that because you can't shine like another star. You are a star of your own volition. Your own, you're, you are you. You have your own potential. We don't know what that potential is. Uh, we can only hope that you reach that potential, whatever that is. But you're never going to le- reach that potential if all you're doing is trying to reach someone else's. All right, so that does it for my day. It does it for the week. It's Friday. It's a sunny day. Uh, it looks a little cold outside today, unfortunately, but I'm going to enjoy my life and have some fun. So I hope you're having a good one wherever you are. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you bought, if it brought you value, feel free to share it with someone else. Maybe it might bring them value. Leave a rating or review as well. You know, let me know how you feel about this or other episodes that are similar to this. And you know, maybe you can subscribe if you haven't already, so you can get updated and notified when the next episode comes out. All right, check you later. Again, thank you so much for listening, and as always, keep good company.